So I'm kind of a, those who know me know that I kind of don't always go with tradition and go with the, the flow. So I haven't even sprung forward yet. I don't, I don't do that until I decide it's time. So I mean, <laughs> he loves long sermons. Long sermons. Yeah, I haven't sprung forward, so uh, i got about an hour and 15 minutes or so left to drop the Word of God. I just wanted to share a few reflections. I know after, after hearing that, I mean, you, you should uh, ponder what each team member said um, about their experience, because it is very special in, in that as a sermon in itself, saying yes to God and being used by God. So I want to talk a little bit about, about that. Um, before the team left, I spoke with uh, some of the team members. My encouragement to them was, uh, go in confidence. Because God is sending you. Go in confidence. Don't think to yourself that what you have to say isn't important or significant, or how you're feeling or what you're doing is not significant. This is the work of Jesus Christ. So be confident about that. And I liken that to a couple passages of Scripture. Jesus, uh, Paul said, the one who speaks should speak as if they're saying the very words of Christ. That means myself, someone who gives a faith story and shares about the Scripture, um, any one of you who shares with, with a friend or a neighbor or, or a coworker, you should speak as one who's carrying the words of Jesus, because guess what? You're the one that's carrying the words of Jesus. So this is, this is an idea of us having an authority that's given to us. Yes, even you. You know, even me. Uh, we, we tend to be pretty self-deprecating in the spiritual department. I understand that, you know, thinking very little of our abilities and and. How could God use me, we think to ourselves, with my sin and my issues that are just ongoing. But he does. And uh, when we speak, we're to speak as one who has authority because Jesus has given us the authority to speak. And likewise, uh, Paul talks about us being ambassadors for Christ Jesus as if he was making his appeal through us. These are, these are heavy things. You look at someone's life who, who hasn't had any Jesus in their life, and uh, maybe you grew up in the church. Maybe you've had uh, a lot more opportunity, as was shared earlier, to come to know Jesus and to come to know some things about following God. And maybe you've understood how to hear his voice your whole life. And some of you are very new. But some people, you look at their lives and say, they've never, they don't know anything about, about Jesus. Why have I been so privileged to have this in me? You know, where was Jesus in, in their life? You know, earlier on, where was he, how was he working and moving? And uh, the answer to that situation is, he has sent you as an ambassador to share about him with people. Certainly, Jesus is, by his Holy Spirit, doing, doing work already, but he has, he has decided to send people, given his authority, to do his work and to share his word with other people. I wanted to take a look at a verse, uh, the Great Commission. This is a story about right at the end of Jesus' ministry on earth. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. I wanted you to highlight that last, uh, <clears throat> that last part of that, some doubted. You know, maybe you feel like, you know, you come to church, you, you worship Jesus, but you have doubt in your heart, and you're like, I don't know if you can use a doubtful person like me, I'm just going to kind of see what happens here. But there were some people there that some of them had some doubt, some of them were struggling. But Jesus came and spoke to all of them. And he said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. 
to all these confident people and doubting people, he said this phrase, all authority has been given to me. And this is the basis. Whatever Jesus says next is authoritative. He's saying, I have all authority. Now listen up. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded to you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So to this group of people that were confident, probably some who were overconfident, and some people that were doubting, Jesus says, go and make disciples. Baptize them, teach them everything, and I am with you to the end of the age. This is a huge confidence booster. And they're beginning to see a picture of what God's plan is for reaching the world for Jesus Christ. They're beginning to see a picture of that. They don't yet fully understand it. They don't understand how Jesus is leaving the earth. In just a, just a few uh, days, you know, that in a matter of days, Jesus will be falsely accused, arrested, and crucified, die, be buried for three days, and rise from the dead, and then ascend into heaven 40 days later after that. They didn't know about that part of the plan. They didn't understand it, even though Jesus shared that with them. And uh, they thought to themselves, here's our guy. Jesus is here. He has all authority, and he is doing the ministry. And we're following him around and helping him where we can. We're his helpers. And Jesus took his authority and said, actually, you're going to be the people. You're going to do what I'm doing. So keep your eyes open. You're going to be doing it. And I don't think they understood the extent to which they would be doing it, and they would be responsible. But then in Acts 2, Jesus, by the way, says, it's better for you that I go. Because if I don't go, then I can't send my spirit. And there won't be uh, tons of people doing my work. So then in Acts 2, on the day of Pentecost, the disciples are gathered in one place, as Jesus told them to be, and the Holy Spirit falls on those believers. Not just on the disciples, but on a bunch of people around. And, uh, and everyone saw this display of power, of people sharing about the gospel in all the languages that were present. And there were tons of, tons of different cultures and uh, people in town uh, for, for a religious celebration. And everyone heard the gospel in their own language from the people who were filled with the Holy Spirit, the day of Pentecost. So that's, that's this miraculous thing that the disciples were just sort of trying to grasp. The doubters, the confident, the overconfident, Jesus gives the Great Commission, uh, go into all the world, uh, make disciples of all the nations, baptize them, teach them everything, and, and I give you my authority to do that. Pretty cool. So what does that authority look like after the disciples are filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, this band of people, not just the disciples, but other people that were not uh, necessarily part of the Twelve, like Stephen, who was known to do many miraculous things in the church. There were people with reputations who seemed to really get it. We're going around and doing exactly what Jesus did in his earthly ministry. They were laying their hands on people and healing them. In fact, they were healing people with a word. They were casting demons out of people with a word. If you, we went through the books of, book of Acts as a church, and you saw this. Not just the, the twelve, but all this big group of people called the church uh, were, were doing the ministry of Jesus. And, you know, it turns out what Jesus said was right. It was better for him to leave, because when he left, he sent his spirit into these people, and then these people multiplied his ministry. God is all-powerful. God could save and do all this ministry himself, but God's chosen method is to take his authority, all authority in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and wherever authority might be found, 
He takes that authority and he gives it to people and says, you do this work, but not on your own, not like, a, not like someone who doesn't rely on me. You do it on the basis of this phrase, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Because I am with you, you can do all the things that I do in my power. And, uh, and then that's what Christians are called to do, to be, the word Christian means little Christ. It means someone doing the works of Jesus that we read about in the Luke in Matthew, Mark, and John, and in the book of Acts, doing these things in our world, not just the mission team in Miami, all believers. There are people that you will meet in this generation very easily, very easily, who have no understanding about anything in the Bible, about Jesus, no clue. Has God forgotten these people? No, he hasn't. He sent you. He sent you and he sent me. There are people that won't receive healing prayer who God might desire to heal uh, because there's no one who's offered to pray for them. I saw an amazing testimony. Uh, a woman was, was driving uh, by the hospital uh, to get to her, her place of work, and she somehow she saw a, a billboard or an advertisement that there was a kid and they were trying to raise money for this kid who was very sick, and she felt like the Holy Spirit told her to go and pray for this kid. And she resisted that call to say yes to do that because it was very awkward, as you might imagine, to put yourself in that position to risk uh, alienating the parents or causing some kind of problem. But finally, she drove by this place every day. She decided to say yes, and she went in and prayed for this child, and the child was healed. You know? Because she said yes. It was God's will to heal, and it was God's will to, use, to exercise his authority through this woman to heal. Uh, heal. There's, there's a, a business in Saratoga that I, I enjoy, and, and one of the guys that works there, I've gotten to know him just a little bit, and I went in there, and, and one day he just looked terrible. And he'd been, you know, very troubled looking, and he told me that his grandfather had passed away. And he, his grandfather was very significant to him because he didn't have a, a regular, a, an earthly father apart from his grandfather. His dad had abandoned him, and he was on his own raised by his grandfather. So he was really broken up by this. And uh, I just felt like, as, as weird as it is in this day and age, I felt like the Holy Spirit told me to do something for him, you know? And so I, I wrote him a, a, a sympathy card, and I put Bible verses in there, and I... And I and I uh, got him a, a cup from coffee, coffee Traders and said, you know, this, this is a cup, every, every time you fill it up, it's a buck. I will buy you 15 coffees, you know. So call me, here's my number, and we can, we can talk and like meet and, and, and get you through this. This is really tough stuff. Um, and that, that meant a lot to him. And he, he texted me later and just, just thanked, thanked me. And I shared, I shared, you know, I really feel like God loves you. And, you know, that... You know, though you don't have a father, and though your father's representation is gone, that God is your father, and he loves you, and he's drawing you to himself. These are the kind of things that Jesus wants to do on a regular basis through us. So through us doubters, through us confident and overconfident people. Uh, Jesus takes his authority, gives it to us. He puts his treasure in earthen vessels uh, and shows himself to the world. So where is Jesus, you know? Well, look in the mirror. Jesus is in you. Jesus has given you his spirit and his authority 
And Jesus wants you to walk in it. And I don't have time to go through. I had a lengthy piece of scripture I was going to go through that talked about Jesus' authority that we read about from Mission 119. But Jesus had incredible authority. That's all suffice to say that. He had authority over demons. He commanded demons to come out of people. He had authority over sickness, healing many people that came to him. He had authority, and he commanded uh, nature to obey him, and also people. He compelled people, not, not forcing their will, but he inspired people to the point that they would drop what they were doing and follow Jesus. Uh, Jesus had authority over the most uh, shunned people in that society, which were, were like the lepers, who were very sick and were believed to be sick because they were evil, sinful people. That's what culture thought of them. He had authority even over that. Uh, he had authority uh, to forgive sin, to forgive sinners, and to overturn even empty traditions and point people in the right way. Jesus had incredible authority. And Jesus has given that authority to us. But he hasn't given it to us to exercise independently of him. I went to a, a Christian rock concert probably 15 years ago. It's been a long time since I've been to a Christian rock concert. I know some of you are Christian rock, rock concert junkies. Um, but I went, I went to this concert, and, and the lead singer... I think he meant well, but he, but he was just saying, I can just lay my hands on, on sick people and they'll be healed. And he just didn't talk about Jesus at all. He didn't talk about the Holy Spirit. And of course, I knew, I filled in the blanks. This is a Christian guy. Of course, he knows this comes from Jesus. But something that was cavalier about this idea of, like, I can just do this. And there, and there was no mention of Christ or the power of the Holy Spirit. And maybe I was being a little snob, snobby about it because I knew that he probably meant it. But, you know, the, the reason that we can do anything... It's because God has given us the authority and because God is with us. Jesus is with us to the end of the age. It's not something we exercise in ourselves, which is why we can't really boast when we, ha- when we pray for someone and they're healed, when we, pray- when we reach out to someone and they become saved, uh, you know, when we-, when we seek to install an app on someone's phone to show them how to read the Bible. These are things that, because of the presence of Jesus with us, uh, we are able to be effective in. And so all the glory goes to God. But how cool to be used by him. God's plan to use people to be him until the time when he comes back to fulfill his mission on earth. Every day, opportunities that we have to pray for people, to step out in faith and, uh, and follow Jesus. So as we close today, I wanted to share a couple of thoughts Realize that you have been given Jesus' authority, not of yourself, but because of the presence of Jesus' Holy Spirit with you and within you. Jesus said he's with us always, even to the end of the age. And Jesus has filled every believer with the Holy Spirit. Every believer has the Holy Spirit of Jesus. Every believer. Realize that Jesus didn't just wake up one day doing the works that he did. He grew up as, from a child. We read, we read about Luke this past week. He grew in wisdom and in favor with God and men. He never sinned, but he did develop. He developed himself for 30 years as an example to us of, of what it means to follow God. And Jesus spent a lot of time studying the scriptures, like we're doing right now with Mission 119. He knew the scriptures. You read in Luke 4, whenever he was tempted by Satan, he answered with scripture. And, and Satan had no authority over Jesus. He couldn't grab onto anything. You can glom onto anything because Jesus knew the truth so thoroughly. 
So Jesus knew the scripture, but perhaps there's lots of people that know the scripture that aren't very Christ-like out there. Why was Jesus so Christ-like? Well, because he was Christ. But how did he become like the way he was? I'm, I'm convinced that he developed and grew from that time with the Father. And we read just in the beginning of Luke, Jesus is constantly leaving to a solitary place to be with the Father. This is a very significant thing. And the point has been made. If Jesus needed to study the scriptures to understand everything they said, and Jesus needed to spend time with the Father before he made important decisions like choosing the 12, or just even to recharge after a long day of, of uh, putting out this ministry, if Jesus needed to do that, then yes, you need to do that too. Yes, you do. You need to spend time with the Father in a solitary place to receive the energy and the power to, to minister in Jesus' name and to be the gospel for someone. You need to spend that time with the Father to hear his wisdom on everything in your life. You need to spend that time with the Father to understand what his voice sounds like so that when you are in the loud world of your place of work, your place of business, when things are just loud and wild and crazy, you can hear that still small voice whispering to you and showing you what to do. We need that time with the Father. And Jesus spent that time. He didn't just wake up fully formed in Christ. <laughs> I think it's so funny to say, talk about this. He was Jesus, but he, he developed. He withdrew the lonely places and prayed. He answered temptation with Scripture. And he had such a deep understanding. He had worked so hard to be the person he is. We don't think about Jesus developing, but he developed. He was a child. <laughs> he was in the temple talking with... Uh, religious leaders and rabbis, from the time he was very young, reasoning with them, talking, talking things out with them, learning. Uh, and that is why he was able to do and answer the way he did. Not just because he was God in the flesh, but because he developed himself. And if Jesus developed himself in these ways, then we should too. I don't think that that is uh, any question. Surrender your life to Jesus. There's nothing you can do to be a more effective witness for God than surrendering to Jesus' control of your life. When Jesus has the full authority in your life to, to speak to you and that you will obey him, that you, under, that you want to do his will, uh, that you are not walking in sin and walking in, in garbage and getting mucked up, when you are surrendered to Jesus, God can do great things. When you give him that kind of access, it's not about earning this certain right to be, uh, to be Jesus or to, to do his ministry. It's about walking in surrender to him, having an open heart, and saying, whatever you do, whatever you want me to do, yes, Lord, I surrender to you. So the worship team is going to come forward. And uh, as they are getting into position, I want you to look at these three points. Realize that you have been given Jesus' authority by nature of being filled with the Spirit and by nature of the Great Commission, and Jesus is with you always. And realize that Jesus didn't operate in the way he did magically. He developed in time alone with the Father, and in studying and understanding the Scripture and hearing God's voice for himself. And realize that surrendering your life to Jesus is the most important thing that you can do to become the kind of person that Jesus can use. You could know nothing of the Bible and know nothing of various different things. You'd be illiterate. But a surrendered heart to Jesus Christ is something that God can use in amazing ways. So offer yourselves to God this morning. As Romans 12 says, be filled with the Spirit. Uh, the Bible talks about us being filled with the Holy Spirit afresh again and again in Ephesians 5. Um, and ask God to open your eyes to begin to be the kind of person that can exercise his authority 
in your everyday life, because it really isn't about this Sunday gathering that we do. The most important thing is, what has God called you to do in your day-to-day life during the week, in your workplace? How does he want to use you to share his love, to share his salvation, to share his healing with those around you? You are his answer to the prayers that people are praying around you. to dismiss some of you to the, to the lobby for coffee and fellowship. If you'd like to receive prayer this morning, we have a little group of people that would love to pray for you uh, for anything that you might be going through uh, with the authority that Jesus has given us to offer that to you. Uh, so if you'd like to receive prayer, stay standing up in here. If you are just wanting to be social and to see people in the lobby, then go ahead and be dismissed. Be the church in fellowship. But if you need prayer, just keep standing up. And me and a few other people will come around and pray for people in the church.